Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio at War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Great Monday to you. Hope your weekend went well. Appreciate you if you're watching on War Chant TV or listening here on the terrestrial airwaves of 93.3. You can find me on Twitter, if you will, at J Cameron Show. Good to have a game. Good to have a game. I, You know, I'm surprised. I was uh, taken aback by the bye week. I enjoyed some things. But I missed watching this team play, and I think it has to do with some of the momentum. Some of the momentum we saw gathered by this team over the course of the last two weeks and the last two wins. And, uh, and, and then from there, I thought, all right, well, they seem to have struck a chord there with that secondary and some areas that uh, I'm kind of excited about. And the next thing you know, then you got this break. And they needed the break because they were not healthy. So I, I get that. But I, I'm anxious to see them play. I know it's UMass. As we start the week, I get that they're, you know, obviously Florida State, massive favorites against one of the worst teams in all of college football. Uh, but I also, it's a, more about the process. I sound like uh, coaches everywhere these days. It's more about the process. I want to Let's see. Do they continue to build? Is there good communication? Thank you, Tony. Uh, is there, uh, you know, all that good stuff? Or do we do we watch this continued growth? Again, outcome is separate. Let's say you win the game, forty nine to seven, whatever. How do you play? How do you communicate? Are you locked in? Are we able to give good high marks? Should I say to these segment groups again because they've all really kind of and that's kind of if you go to warchant.com, you'll see we did a roundtable there. And, and talked about this defense and what needed to happen in the second half of the season and what's gone wrong and what's gone right and who do you like and who who's really disappointed you and all those things. And, you know, I, I still think there's plenty of room left. We've got a lot of season left to see real growth from guys who maybe have been disappointing up to this point. And then we've got other guys that have played well who I think will continue to play and get better and better and better as the year goes on, and I'm anxious to see them play. So I kind of I hit the ground running this morning. You and I played uh, at least half of a charity uh, golf tournament today. Uh, and, and, and that was a lot of fun too, but, uh, I woke up with my mind on two things, playing golf with you and hanging out. And then also Florida state game week. Here we go. Let's continue to see this climb. No, I rather enjoyed listening to Mike Norvell speak to the assembled media today as we were wrapping up at, at, on the drive down mm-hmm. from uh, where we were at uh, golden Eagle, uh, to the studios. I heard his comments and, and he was describing how for recruiting purposes, this week is, has been absolutely critical because when you boil it down to his time here, since he took the job, 
He's had one collection of time that amounts to about 20 days in which he can travel throughout the state and region to fortify relationships with high school coaches. Mm. And last week, they were able to do that once Go again. That, yeah. They could sneak out, he said, uh, the Friday before they played Notre Dame. They got around the area as much as they could, but th- that's more the immediate area. This was a chance for them to go far and wide and actually, instead of a Zoom call or a phone call, shake somebody's hand and ask them about what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong, and how can we you know, make our relationship stronger. Wink, wink, nod, nod. I'm sure there was a few, a few things uh, that might have been wink, wink, nod, nod, but I don't care. It's critical. And if you think about how long he's been here and he's had essentially less than a month to get those relationships in line from a recruiting standpoint, this last week was critical, not just because we got healthy on the football field. We're getting healthier as a program because you've got to be able to make those relationships count for something. A little worried as we continue to see guys here and there decide to take it on down the road or reopen their recruiting process. We're not shocked to find out about a Lou Ba, who uh, I brought to the program, Tom, personally. And uh, I, I seem to have failed us for the first time in a long time. Uh, you know, I got that commitment out of the blue. I told you I felt it uh, deep down in the cockles. I couldn't believe uh, that I was able to, to, to have my sway no longer with just defensive tackles that I've successfully brought in over the years, but beginning to feel that it was going to merge into the offensive line as well. And Aluba was the first to, to fall victim to the way that I, you know, I throw it out there. Uh, but then somehow... Did a parcel get lost in the I, mail? I don't know. I don't know. One a know. month, right? Are we supposed I, to be sending one a month? I've got to talk to my people, Tom, because uh, for whatever reason... My man has, uh, you know, we, we, we lasted that commitment through the summer, uh, and then we got off to the slow start this year, and you kind of worried about it and began to wonder, and now he's, he, yeah, he's, he's seemingly going to take I it. I think away. that's the end of that, yeah. I, I don't know that you can, uh, you call it re-de-re, right? But, I mean, I, it's, yeah, it's actually like de-re. Com- this you, would be a de-re. Yeah, you commit, then you decommit, then you Recommit, and so you have a yeah, you have the reedy rees that we've had in the past. I, you don't think he's going to be a reedy ree? No, but I do think what gets really fun here, if you look around the world of college football as it pertains to Ooh. our remaining games, we could be amongst our regional rivals. We could be in the healthiest place of all of them it's by the end of the season, outside of Georgia, Alabama. Like I mean, you talk about LSU, Florida, Miami. You look at a lot of these programs and what they're going through right now. Mm. If we capitalize on this momentum, you got to go out and capitalize on the momentum. The win over North Carolina is not going to stand on its own at the end of November if it's the only big one that you got. But if you parlay it into a five-win season, maybe, dare to dream, a six-win season, kids could be looking back at our program and saying, I, I might want, I, maybe I've made a bad decision. Maybe I need to go to Florida State. Some good things are happening there. Well, you know, I, I, in addition to uh, what you talked about with LSU and what we talked about last week, and we had some fun with it, but by the way, watching Max Johnson play, I, I'm unwavering in that I'm picking up the phone if that, uh, if that phone call is made, Tom. But uh, no, there are plenty of guys that LSU is in on or currently on the roster and maybe some linebackers uh, now that we know they're moving on from Ed O. And by the way, the more you read about that Ed O situation, LSU, how, how would they have not moved on sooner? What a nightmare. I mean, if a lot of the allegations are true regarding uh, his inability to kind of keep it together around the uh, ladies. Uh, keep it together. Keep that's it together. The, yep, that's keep, right. Keep it yes. together. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. Not good. Uh, but, yes, to your point, Florida loses to that operation this weekend, and that is something to see a defense give up all those points to a struggling uh, offense. And then Miami loses, and 
heartbreaking fashion to North Carolina team that Florida State just easily vanquished, you do get excited about the possibilities for what remains regarding Florida State's season, what's possible in the win column, what's possible in, in, in garnering um, or currying favor uh, from certain recruits that have been looking at those two institutions, those three institutions, maybe. Maybe you got a shot. We'll see. We'll cross our fingers there. I got to say, full marks to LSU, though. Way to oh. handle the situation because Auburn has been put in that type of place a lot with Gus Malzahn. And for years, he'd pull the rabbit out of his hat. He'd beat Alabama beat and Alabama. save his job. And they didn't have the guts to say after a big win or a shocking win, no, no mas, we're done with you. LSU, you get the win over Florida, unexpected for the second straight year. Is it like beating Alabama? No. But for where they are right now, it's a good result, really good result. And the immediate uh, reception to that win was Edo saved his job. How about that? Another week in the sun. Nope. And they said, hell no. No, he didn't hell save his job to the at all. all. No. Hey, so for those that are newer to the program, maybe you just started listening when we got onto 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV and you weren't a regular listener for the last 20 plus years of the Jeff Cameron Show and all of its variety, I would say this. There is a, uh, a saying when a coach gets let go and is able to retain uh, monies owed him, uh, and that is a kiss my ass on Main Street. Did you see just how big a kiss my ass on Main Street moment this is for Edo? So here's this may be the biggest kiss my ass on Main Street in the history of kiss my ass Main Street on the Jeff Cameron Show. This guy's a scumbag. This guy who we now know probably any number of times could have been let go for cause, right, or with cause, is going to get and be able to, to, to recoup and claim the remaining $17 million on his contract and avoid what appears to be, anyhow, burgeoning legal troubles. That is a hell of a kiss my ass on Main Street. I cheated. I'm unscrupulous. Uh, I'm perhaps, perhaps a bit of a predator. But you're going to give me my $17 million for me to walk away. And at 60, he's 60. 17 mil to walk away. He ended up getting a ring. Take it to the beach, Edo. Yeah, go Take Tiger. Take it to the beach. Go Tiger. That's I mean, what he says. Well, what would you do? I mean, there's no reason to dip your toes back in the waters at that point. Call it a day. There was speculation today in The Athletic. Well, you know, where would Ed want to go? That's, first of all, what... What AD is clamoring to bring that guy in? Secondly, if I'm him, where do I want to go? The south of France, uh, wherever I want to go. I'm not, I'm not doing this every day, all day, you know, 70 hours a week just so that I can lose and, and, and what, go work where? Yeah. No, man. Well, it ain't going to be TV unless they got, like, Bayou Sports <laughs> Network. Like, he can work for the Bayou Sports uh, Network. But. It ain't going to be TV is right. That's a toughie. That is a toughie. Let's see. What did I do? I had Nebraska. That's a big L. I'm going to finally have to leave it alone. Scott Frost. That's a no-show. That's a no-show. Big W for uh, Texas A&M over Mizzou. Uh, what was the final of the Purdue-Iowa score? I know that Purdue won the game. Uh, it was like 24-7 in the fourth quarter, wasn't it? I think it was, that was the – Matthew, you got that final? They dominated the game. Matthew's like a scoreboard check in the first segment. Well, I want to see that I get my under. I think I got my under in that. That, uh, we'll find out. Final. I was on the golf course for the afternoon slate on Saturday. Well, Purdue did dominate. Uh, 24-7 was the final. You're damn right. That's another win. Woo!
win. Uh, under 44 right there. Uh, Texas Tech minus 16 and a half. I told you it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. I think they won that game like 50-something to nothing. So another W there. Win. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I got my Iowa State K-State under 51 and a half. I'll need Matthew to do a check there. Also check on Western Kentucky Old Dominion over under 66. Six. I don't think I got the. He's like what? What? He looks like McConaughey smoking a cigarette. <laughs> he's oh like, man! He's I coming look, after me in the I, opener. Usually I, it's a monologue. I come out swinging. Green Bay covered easily. Uh, Kansas. Fifty three was the total for your Iowa State game. Fifty three was the total. Oh man! I just that's missed a it. bad beat. That's a bad beat indeed. Give me Western Kentucky Old Dominion sixty six. The number. What do you got? Sixty three. Son of a. All right. That humbles you. Uh, did get Green Bay, did get Kansas City, and the Bucks screwed me by half a point. It's a winning week. Yeah, yeah. The Bucks did. Oh, buddy. We talked about it on Friday, but that's uh, that's finding a way. When they lined up for two, it's a doing, lot of people in a lot of casinos very, or in, very their own, in their own living rooms were like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Well, especially because I was sitting there trying to do the math. I was like, why, why are you going for two here? Is this just to screw those? That have minus six and a half? What? Why are you doing this? Just kick the extra point, make it 28-21, and let's go. Why are you going for two here? We've got a really good play. <laughs> we wrapped a really good play in practice well, this week. Admittedly, I you're seeing it more and more. You watch these two-point conversions. You, Carolina's two-point ver- uh, conversion. Oh, again, the shovel again. pass? Oh, That's unstoppable. But it's a double shovel pass. It's a double. <laughs> they fake the first and they get the second. I was like, what are we doing? A little double. That's good body language there. Give it a double. I was like, what is going on here? They fake the first shovel. There's another yeah, shovel. Get you, it's a double shovel. And that the yeah. double shovel has been repped. You can tell because oh, of how buddy. comfortable Darnell was running that play. It was clean. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm waiting. I'm patient. I There's don't no trouble shovel here. to you, but I do shovel to you. That, my friends, is a double shovel. You know what that is, too? Yeah, it's a touchdown. Well, it's a two-point conversion, conversion in this case. But it's also a lineage play. You know who runs the best shovel passes in the NFL? About the only person who does the last 10 years? Sean Payton. I guarantee you that's taken from Brady's time with Sean Payton. You think so? Oh, absolutely. He calls the shovel better than anybody else in the league, and you don't really see anybody else... Maybe Mahomes every once in a while will run a play like that, but Breeze used to run the hell out of that. Yeah, well, it beat his. Uh, it beat him throwing overhand. That's why. That's why. <laughs> you know, there was one day where Peyton's like, we need a shovel. We got to get, get a shovel. My shovel. man cannot get the ball and 15 then, yards down the field. We need another shovel to bury this guy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, that said, I uh, I, say, I see the shovel pass has made a huge comeback. I'd like us to run it more frequently because I love it. Every Low risk. I, oh, I love it. Every time I see it, I love it. People it's always freak fumble. out. Yeah, yeah, when the ball hits the yeah, ground, it's if it's fumble. incomplete. Yeah. It's it's forward. Yeah. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply tv 
Exactly where I was the first time I heard this song. That's many moons ago, many moons ago. Uh, Volkswagen Bug? Actually, no. I I saw, well, all right. Uh, I listened, Can you repeat the story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. But I, I was uh, getting on a plane to go to New York City with the school newspaper, The Centurion. Uh, I was a writer for The Centurion. And, um, and we were going to New York City, and I had never been to New York City. And I was... Uh, 16, 16 years old. You were old. about to get robbed is what you were. I, I did get robbed at the Port Authority. It's a toughie. But uh, that's it. Lesson learned. Don't stare up at the big, tall buildings while you have a lot of money <laughs> in your pocket. Yeah, I I was a mark. Uh, they had me. I was going to buy tickets for Knicks Sixers, and I had everybody's money. And uh, that also is a mistake. Don't give all your money to the kid to go down to the Madison Square Garden ticket office to buy tickets. When you think about it, that truly was the 80s. Anyhow, so, yeah, because we had, you know, various parents that went on this trip. They're like, yeah, send Jeff down to Madison Square. That's crazy. Any one of you lazy bums, yeah. you know, adults? Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, you take care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a wide-eyed kid. Anyhow, uh, that album came out right before that trip, and uh, I was already a fan of The Replacements, but then that was like their effort to mainstream and that video made it to MTV. And I remember being shocked because they had always been anti-video. And I was like, oh, there's Paul Westerberg. This is amazing. And I heard that and then got on a plane and off to New York City we went. Where I was gleeful, Tom. It was pre-robbery. But uh, I was I was gleeful indeed. Uh, real quick. Some roofing companies say they're the best in town with the best price around. And safety is their top priority. But they don't always have your best interest at heart. At T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction, they undergo regular safety training and are constantly being educated on new techniques and new materials, like becoming master metal applicators. It's my favorite read. Master metal applicators. That should be a band. Have you considered a new metal roof before? Long-lasting and durable. You're in luck because T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction are the best in town, period. Call them today, 766-1340, or get a free quote today at tsparkconstruction.com. Metal, master metal applicators. I put that on my business card. I would too. That's all it would say. It had my name in tiny letters, but master metal applicator. They're like, this guy, what does he do? I don't know. He's a master metal applicator, though. Next to phone, it just says, trust me. Uh, you know, they do this every week. Uh, Feldman does his rankings of uh, those that are on the hot seat, vice versa, and all that. And, uh, they they include just about everybody from every division, you, and it goes lukewarm, cold, hot, all. And the only reason I looked at it is I've been enjoying uh, the the reads because back to back they've had Manny Diaz and Mike Norvell right next to each other, and uh, he has written repeatedly now that it has cooled considerably now that the Knolls have won two straight and there are on field signs of things turning around. Not the same for Manny, Tom. Not the same for Manny. But I'm torn on this since we were just talking about coaches getting fired. I don't. I want Miami to win a game or two here. But they don't need to just go and make right. a good hire. Like, look, keep Manny around for a little while. Well, the speculation amongst some people who are dialed into the Miami community, super it's an $8 fans, dollar buyout. is that they don't have that kind of money. And so, therefore, they would not be a candidate to hire some of the names that are out there. Not even Mark Stoops. Not even Mark Stoops? They need to. You can't afford Mark Stoops? 
I would think on the open market he'd count for what four or five million a year now well, at minimum. I like Mark, and he's done a good job. Obviously, we saw Georgia just deliver the ass beaten that we kind of I, we said like that might be close for like, a half. Mark strikes me as the type who would take a pay cut to go to a job he really wants at an institution where he, where the long he he's always about the long play. You know that's what he did at Kentucky when he pitched them. He showed them the long oh, plan yeah. well, of how he could get yeah. them. It's going to take five years. It's going to take seven years to get well, here. It's a smart years. plan, by the way. If I take a job, I'd like to tell somebody who's paying me multi-million dollars, you got to invest in me for five to six years. Uh, well, of course. <laughs> it's smart in some ways, but also at a program like Kentucky, yeah. that's also the it's truth. Reality, yeah. Somebody tells you they can fix the program for two or three years at Kentucky, you tell them, Where's the, you know, there's the door. Yeah, that'd be a lot. That, that's not going to work here. But Mark strikes me as the type who would understand that in the long run. But still, some people that I know who are dialed into Miami say, They'd have to find some new sources of revenue that they just don't have right now to make that type of move. Did you catch the picture of him sitting in the corner by himself? I mean, there's nobody else on the field. It's long after Miami has lost in in really devastating fashion to North Carolina. Batted ball in the air, the whole deal. That looks like a lonely man. I felt bad for him, oddly. Well, he's a knoll, you know, even Uh, though he's wearing the wrong garb. Yeah. He was. He just stare by himself. Whoever took that picture, that's a great picture. He's just by himself. There's nobody in that stadium, staring off into the into the sky, thinking to himself, "Oh man, I the the the." Movie, he's thinking, "I've made a lot of money." You know. Well, I is, would be. I would be thinking that too. Maybe he's about to get his own special kiss my ass on Main Street. Eight million to go away again. Give me the kind of job in which I get fired and you pay me millions to stop working. Sure. Greatest gig in all the world. When you're in it, it's really difficult, and you work tirelessly, obviously. But knowing that you've got a golden parachute if you fail, so long as you don't do something uh, absurd or illegal off the field, as long as you don't ruin the university's reputation because of your behavior or you don't go to prison or you don't do something. You don't go back to Columbus to see the, uh, the, the PR rep that, that, <laughs> yes, the PR rep that you met at a previous event. Yeah. You don't go back to see that person. Not a random person who dragged you out of a restaurant for pictures. Uh huh. I have wondered about this for a while. It's not so you know he had time before that press conference, Urban Meyer. How is it yet again? So it's one thing for me to say that 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 moment in time revealed once again what a scumbag he is. It's another to then say, and, and that it reveals that he doesn't have friends and all that, obviously, because they could have shepherded him from that situation. Urban, this is not a good look. We got to go. There are people here with cameras. Let's ride. All that, right? So none of that happened. But you have the whole night. Now, the internet and stuff on it, it happens quickly. Things go viral very quickly. It did not take long for those pictures to emerge. He knows damn well what he was doing. He knows why he went there. He knows why he stayed behind and left the team in the lurch. He knows all those things, right? And the next day's presser, you have the temerity to once again stand up there and tell everybody that you were there to visit the grandkids. How He had time to think of that lie. What are we doing, man? How dumb do you think everybody is? Well, it's true if I have a nickname. that you know The grandkids are a nickname <laughs> for something. That way I'm actually telling the truth. It's like the end of the informant with, just, with Matt Damon. Yeah. Remember where they go, stop. Yeah. Because he's just sitting on the couch. He's caught, and he tries to come up with something. And they're like, stop. Stop. Just, just stop. That's, that's who Urban is. Literally, that's who he is, walking the earth. You had time. You had time. It's popping up everywhere all over. the. You see what's happening. You've got the pictures. There's the video. The Different pictures. angles. All of it. 
sit down and think this through, my man. You can't come out with that. Grandkids, Trevor Lawrence, Vegas. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> You've done it again, Urban. I'm just going to double down that once again, further proof, he's not close to anybody. Because you would bounce that off your friend. You would bounce that off of somebody who cared about you, and they would say, that is insane. You can't say that. That's going to get easily proved uh, wrong within an hour of you announcing that. Interesting move, though, by Trevor Lawrence in England. Did you notice that he had his hand uh, on Urban Meyer's shoulder as the kick was going? Mm -hmm. The winning kick for mm -hmm. the Jags, who are yeah. no longer winless. Good job, Jacksonville. You have just relegated Miami, it feels like, to your level, which is awful. But Trevor Bad Lawrence stood with Urban, knowing full well the cameras yeah, would be on yeah. in that moment. It's an interesting move, a move that a leader would take to try and uh, rally the troops a little bit from the rookie. Well, I think it suffice to say that uh, – Clemson has missed that type of leadership Ooh, and or oh, yeah. ability uh, to you know, say the least. By the way, watching that game, we have not had a chance to talk since the end of that game. Mm -hmm. Easy cover. Buddy, the kind of problems Clemson's having right now feel a lot like the kind of problems that began to reveal themselves in 2015, 2016 here. God, I hope so. I, one can dream. One can dream because it doesn't it feel like it has to be more than just an offensive line issue, like they have recruited not the offensive yeah. line exceptionally yeah. well, but the, the the amount of talent on that team that is going to waste week to week, yeah. something else is going on. Oh, you saw moments of mental weakness and some critical moments. Remember the drop over the middle? I think it was first half, and Justin Ross comes off it, you know, rolled yeah. his ankle, yeah. and he goes in the injury tent, and he's fine. I'm like, oh, sir, that that tells me that you got some guys cutting corners. Little moments like that, but. What's crazy is you had two low percentage throws and catches that ends up being just enough for Clemson to win the game, one of which is a fake punt. I mean, it's like a back shoulder prayer throw that I think is 82. I forget the kid's name. The yeah. guy goes up, makes an incredible adjustment on the football and lands inbounds, first down Clemson. They score just before halftime. There's you know 20 yeah, seconds, yeah. 10 seconds, whatever it is. And then the throw late, the touchdown on the right side of the end zone where the kid gets his leg down. Those are the athletes that Clemson has to make the difference in those moments. But you need moments like that in order to beat Syracuse by three? Yeah. Sirs, what are we doing? I, I, I continue to marvel. Uh, again, I watch that every week now, and I keep waiting for them to turn the corner because there's so much talent. And every week, here we are in the middle of the third quarter going, what are they? What is going on? It's here? the this interior of that line well, that, that's uh, getting destroyed. The tackles are all right, but the interior is just god awful. Before the year began, it was the number one reason I picked Georgia against them. It was the reason that I thought you might see some struggles at Clemson, but I could never have guessed this kind of struggle. What would the score be if the two of those teams played again, neutral field, Georgia and Clemson? Oh, thirty something to nothing. Yeah, right. Right. They got the best chance they were ever going to get at Georgia. They did. First game of the year, and they had that defensive line intact. And, you know, and Georgia was also beat up going into the first game of the year, which is really weird. Georgia, and I talked to the guy, you know, we, we talked to Rodney Debolsi and others with Georgia every week. In fact, I'm going to talk to him again this week. But they, uh, they talked about how messed up their preseason camp was. They were, they were losing receivers. They were losing defensive backs. They were losing uh, linebackers. Guys were dropping like flies. And they went into that game, and they knew they had a depth of talent, but they went into that game really beat up. Last week when I talked to the guy from Georgia, we had a different rep, and he said, well, you know, look, I don't, 
every week is different. You'll see. I mean, they, they could have a bad performance. He goes, but the problem for everybody else right now is that Georgia's just now getting healthy. They're getting all the Burton back. They're getting all these guys back now. The injuries in the quarterback position. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're getting people back. Man, it's what's, hard pressed. Yeah. What's interesting to me is, and I know Skalski was back for this game for Clemson on Friday, and, and there was much ado uh, about the linebackers if you watch that broadcast start to finish. But if you look at advanced metrics on Clemson's defensive front and run defense, mm-hmm. even with Skalski in, they're, they're good. But they're not Clemson good. They're not what we're accustomed to seeing the last you know five six years, where it's just you've got no chance. Sean Tucker did better against that defensive front than he did against ours. I know. That's where you start to go. Well, and that I was like announced today. Yeah, that was a three thirty kick. It's not a night game. All right, so that's good. It's it's always going to be loud in that building. But it's a three thirty kick up at Clemson on ESPN in a couple of weeks. I don't know, man. Oh, are you daring to dream? I am daring. Are you daring to dream out here on a Monday I'm before not, the UMass game? I'm not calling it, but I am daring to dream and consider. Clemson has given enough. There's enough evidence that they put out there, especially now that you have a like opponent in Syracuse, not too far apart those games, where you can say, play for play. We controlled the game against Syracuse. Play for play. That was a 50-50 game between Clemson and Syracuse. We found ways to make it interesting at nine to nothing and thirty to twenty against the Orange, and then we ended up winning in the end because of some fluky scrambles from Jordan Travis. Yeah, but that game was much more in doubt for Clemson than it was when we played. So head to head, okay, I, I take that piece of evidence, and it makes me go, hmm, eh, maybe could happen. Yeah. Also, just note here: go ahead and get this game, get you know through this game unscathed. Knock on wood. Get this win. Continue to build on your momentum. That'd be three straight wins. You go up there. Clemson swirling controversy. Look, they'll be huge favorites over Florida State, as we know. Uh, not nearly as big of favorites as we thought they would be preseason. Yeah, what do you think that line's going to be? I, it, it, it can't be bigger than 11. Uh, that's a tough call. Um, yeah, I'd say somewhere between 7 and 10. That'd be my guess. I, I would. Yeah, you know, I might go sub 10, 9.5. Right. Somewhere, right. There. somewhere yeah. to induce it to move yeah. on the other side of 10, yeah. one way yeah. or the other. Yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, I agree. I would. I would just say, though, this it's interesting for us. We're in the position right now because, and I know you watched over the weekend. We got to go to break. The fear I had about NC State being really good and that the Mississippi State was just a weird hiccup game is true. That they are really good on both sides of the line. They're good at quarterback. They're good at running back. Big receiver. They're good. That felt like the easiest game to call, though, given what Boston College is going through at quarterback. We talked about this when we were doing our picks on mm-hmm, Friday. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at Boston College's resume and the, the games they played, yeah. that first month of the season they played, you know, like Holy Cross and Colgate. You know, so it's not like even when they were getting fat, it wasn't like they were beating Power 5 teams or conference opponents and they were laying waste to them. Sure, they played Clemson tough, but everybody does. Georgia Tech played Clemson tough. So that's not even that impressive anymore. And then you look at what NC State has done on both lines of scrimmage. That was an easy game to call. It was, but I think NC State, along with Pitt, has emerged as you know the two teams that I look at in this conference where I go, eh, they're pretty good teams. Isn't, pretty uh, good teams. Isn't the matchup Pitt and Clemson this weekend? Yes, and Clemson could very well win that game. There's a part of me that thinks they will win that game. And what does that do? Really? I, I'm Man, Pickett's played great. Their offense is humming. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, Clemson. I'm. I, I don't care. I hope they're they on the ropes. They're on the ropes. They got popped. They're a heavy favorite in the fight, but their eyes are watering, and they're holding on, trying to get out of this round. And I'm curious. I don't know. There's a minute left in this round. I mean, what's going to happen? That pit game. They could be taking a knee. 
Will they be like the late Screech Powers? Will they be saved by the bell? <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. I'm shining badly, God's own dying sun. Straight from the fire. Wasn't exactly stunned to see... Um, it's the wrong mic in the studio. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. We just rolled on. We just rolled on. Like, okay, I'm not talking to anybody here. I gotta do the point. I wasn't exactly stunned to see Tennessee fans ire at the end of that game, but uh golf balls? Come on, man. What are we doing? Get it together, sugar dig do. Yeah, full beer bottles, all that get stuff. It together, You're gonna get your alcohol responsibilities taken away. You know, there it is. Your privilege is gone. It's funny. You I can't I think, trust you. You and I think so much alike. It's crazy. I'm watching the end of that game. And I see the golf balls and you know all that, and I see the mustard packets and whatever else. Well, I saw the beer cans. I went, "Oh, you folks! There's a hundred thousand plus people in there. You say about, mm, I don't know, five hundred to a thousand were the unruly a holes that were throwing things. The other one hundred thousand plus people that aren't throwing things are like, yo, man." I hate that guy, too, but I really like ice-cold beer at these games. You're killing us because that's exactly what's going to happen. Privileges revoked. You hillbillies cannot handle your beer. Yep, it's the uh, quarterly pizza party when you're in fourth grade, (laughs) you know, and your teacher says, I'm sorry, you just haven't earned it. You haven't earned it. And you look at the five kids who always act out every day. And you know what? The next recess... Beatdowns. That's correct. We're going to sort some things out here. Yeah. The soap. Remember I told you about and that? That's right. <laughs> we're getting our Bigfoot pizza, sir. We are getting Bigfoot, and we're going to get it next Friday. Damn and if right I have to duct tape your mouth shut, I'm going to do so. So every network now has their own plus service, right, where they, with streaming service, everything, you know, it's whatever it is. So NBC became Peacock and all that other stuff. So, you know have you ever looked at the AMC Plus? I mean, I've seen it advertised, and they've got their own shows and stuff, but right. no, I, I, no, no, sir. I only bring it up, not because they're paying me. I wish they would. But you can stream Halloween 1 through 5, mm. Halloween H20, H2O. You can... <laughs> H2O, yeah. yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You see how, but, but it was 2020. That's really right, what it, yeah. Right, right. You can stream 1 through 5, H2O... Resurrection, Halloween 2007. You can stream them all for free right now. It's a free trial, Tom. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> this I, is a promo read. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere with this. I, I'm debating whether or not to scare the hell out of my kids. Oh, just the first one. That's all you need. We're all we got. We're all we need. Mm. Just the first Halloween. That is a classic. I like the second one, too. They're fine. They're fine. But it's like, you know, Rocky 1 tells you the story. Different varieties of the same story being told thereafter. Rocky two is good. Rocky two is good, but even know, Rocky three is good. It's a different variety that of the gets same shaky story. After three, but yo, oh, oh yeah, well, yeah. four is an awesome movie because no. it's basically yes. No, the speech at the end is terrible. It's a cartoon. Yeah, That's it what is it is. Cartoon. But three is good. It's three a, is legitimately good. It's an entertaining. Remember the first time you saw Mr. T, you're like, oh, I don't think he can beat Cobra yes. Lang. I was like, man, my name's Lang. I, I don't <laughs> look as jacked as that guy does. <laughs> He's in that like. It almost looks like a dungeon of an apartment, yeah. and he's doing the pull-up. Oh, like, oh forget well, about it. You know who spent so much money on that movie, too? It was Nike. 
you notice everybody's wearing the Nike stuff. And that's before Nike, I guess, was all that cool. Maybe they, they were emerging with the Jordan brand. I don't know. But I remember seeing that uh, Clubber Lang has the Carolina blue, man. Mm. Those trunks were gorgeous. Those were gorgeous trunks. A little short. But, uh, well, yeah. that was the era. Yeah, it was the era. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. Uh, it was all. <laughs> I mean, even the slow motion yeah, running I'm scene. Like, eh, like, eh, oh my god! What are we doing, boys? Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to see the upper half of your quad, dude. Plus, also tucking in tank tops are just not what we do. Why are we tucking in the tank top? <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on in that era of filmmaking. Like you think about the oh, slow motion running scene with Apollo oh, and Rocky, homoerotic nonsense. Right, they zoom in. You're like, what is Which, going on? Whatever, here? but yeah. like you know, it was subliminal messaging. Is yeah, what's going on? Is, like yeah. think about uh, Predator, with and it's also what is it about Carl Weathers? He's uh, in the middle of always, it all. Always, always. Dylan, you son of a. And then they slap five, and then they just show they them both show flexing for like ten <laughs> seconds. Like why? What's going on? I don't know. At Jay Cameron show. Good job, Caleb. So when Jimbo gets the LSU job, what are the chances we see him with a jersey that reads Jimbo, B-E-A-U-X, on the back? Oh. Actually, they should do that. Yeah. they That would be the headline, right? Yeah. That Oh, that's going to be used. That's going to be overused. But I would imagine. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean. <laughs> Jimbo. That's very good. Uh, minus 5,000. That's going to happen. Well done, Caleb. That's true. Wouldn't be surprised to see um, see that happen. I they'll go after him. Who else fits for LSU? I mean, again, I think if you want to go young and you and you think he's got the recruiting chops, then go after Joe Brady. Yeah, yeah, he knows the program. He knows the area. Yeah, that's. I think that's a no brainer. But we'll see. Maybe Joe's got aspirations. He's on the fast track to being an NFL head coach if he wanted to be. That's where you've got to get inside the mind of that person. And if you've got somebody, if you're a media member, that is that knows Joe Brady closely enough, well enough, he's doing fine in Carolina, that he's going to get some interviews for NFL head coaching jobs. And they're, they are very different gigs. You and I were talking about it last night on the Smash with yeah. Dan Mullen. Mm-hmm. Dan Mullen, in theory, fits much better on Sundays than he does Saturdays. He can't relate to people. He's a doofus, but he can game plan with the best of them. So wouldn't that fit better as a GM's coach rather than the head of a program? Program, yeah. The the Bruce Feldman wrote that uh, Scott Woodward obviously wants to make a splash, and he likes splashy hires. So James Franklin is a guy they would look at. Obviously, Jimbo is a guy they would look at in short order. Uh, would they go after? You know, I don't know if you see Napier's name thrown around. I saw Napier's name. I saw Mel Tucker's name. Uh, Good for Mel Tucker. He's got Michigan State undefeated, and he's done a remarkable job. Aranda hasn't done enough at Baylor yet to warrant consideration, but he's doing uh, a good he's job. He's doing a really and good he job. He knows the area. They talked about, um, I mean, I, you could look at Dabo. They talked about looking at Dabo. Um, I don't know why you would leave <laughs> Clemson to go to LSU. I'm here in the real Death Valley now. <laughs> that was a decent, limited. That wasn't Dabo. terrible. It wasn't terrible. No. I didn't it sounded too smart, but we'll get there. You yeah, you gotta stumble over things and then throw down an ultimatum somewhere in there about what you're gonna do if society doesn't work. Well, I'll tell you what we're not gonna do. We're not gonna sin. We're not gonna sin in this program. <laughs> we're not gonna score many points this year either. It's the Jeff Cambridge show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Good Monday. Man, football wins. Those sons of bitches, they smacked us right across the face on Sunday morning. How glorious oh, was that? It was great. They uh, smacked me across the face with, with uh, ragweed, too, though. I mm. was a sneezing fool yesterday, enjoying the temperature, but sneezing like crazy. I stepped out early Sunday morning. And just thought, oh my God, whatever I do today, I got to. We went over to McClay Gardens. You got the scarecrows everywhere right now, Tom. It's a big scarecrow day at McClay Gardens with the family. Do you enjoy that? I did. I did enjoy that. Yeah. I, uh, some of the, I mean, you know, a lot of these groups, they, they were voting on the best scarecrow. So you could vote. Like when you go in, you get your little sheet and you vote on all this. And they're, they're themed. And so a couple of them were hilarious. I loved them. Like they were absurdist humor. Just outstanding. You gotta go, go. Bring Jamie and walk around. They'd like it. Were they like celebrities or something? They're supposed no, to be no, likenesses. No, 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 like, no, no, What's no, the they're, theme? They're themes. Like there's different themes. Like one of them was like an, an aquatic scarecrow that ate people. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> That's cool. I was like, that is great. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. Some of them were uh one of them was a kick out COVID scarecrow and he's kicking the you could see like the the little germ. Oh <laughs> the virus the virus. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonesy, thank you very much. Where would Ed O go with that kind of reputation, Jeff? Liberty. <laughs> That's well done, Jonesy. Appreciate you. And we also had somebody else step in here and do the right thing. Troy, fellas, it's Troy from the high country. Yes, in Wyoming. Coming to the UMass game. Can't wait to see all the changes the past 20 years, over the past 20 years. And, of course, try the uh, corner pocket. Go Knowles. Troy, it'll be a pleasure to see you when you come in from the high country. Wyoming, that's awesome. He's been teasing that trip for months now yeah. uh, on the chat and mm-hmm. uh, through contributions, so we look forward to seeing you, man. And uh, that game was, you know, we should still handle business, but, you know, for about two weeks there we thought, mm, well, maybe it's a good thing you picked the UMass game. Preseason AP Top 25 College Basketball Poll. They finally did it. Florida State is preseason ranked. Hey, everybody, there it is. Preseason ranked. We've established after three straight Sweet 16 appearances, that this is a program of significance, whether they lose NBA talent or not. They are going to come back loaded, ready to roll, top 20 this year at number 20. Uh, But it looks like this in rapid fire. Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas, Villanova, Texas, Michigan, Purdue, Baylor, Duke, Kentucky, Illinois, Memphis, Oregon, Alabama, Houston, Arkansas, Ohio State, Tennessee, North Carolina, Florida State University, and below FSU would be Maryland, Auburn, St. Bonaventure, UConn, and Virginia. Oh, you know Auburn's always on my uh, list. I don't like Bruce Pearl very much. You love noting the fraudulence. Yeah, I do. I do. So we're ahead of them in the preseason poll. They are, I mean, it's it's a program that wins big games, though, so it's not like it hasn't been successful under Bruce. But I like to see that we're ahead of them, and I like to see for once that we're not behind Florida in the preseason rankings. People have finally learned their lesson in that regard. Yeah, you can't find Florida in the preseason top 25 rankings, sir. They're not there. Can't find and them. And they're gone. Yeah, can't find them. Uh, old Mike White doing less with more. 
on the regular. Uh, I would note here that uh, there are a couple of teams that are going to catch our ire, Tom, that we just don't believe should be ranked ahead of Florida State. You ready? Let's see if I'll throw it out there. You tell me if you agree or not. Do you think that uh, Alabama should be ranked ahead of Florida State? I don't know what they have coming back. They've been pretty good oh, of this late. Is, this is unscientific. This is just an opinion based on nothing. <laughs> I would say they're they're about the same. Okay. We're we're in the we're in that same group of the non top fifteen. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I prove it a little bit because we got to get a crash course ourselves on the Knolls this year. That, I can't wait to learn about them. Looking forward to that. I can't wait to learn about them either, and I know that they feel very, very good about what they do have, and I think in the near future we're going to have to um, have a couple of guests on, including Coach Ham, talk about this team a little bit. I know he will. He's always excited to do so, and uh, he's giving up his time, so we'll we'll break this down. I This is a team that you know has some, some scorers, so – Couple of guys that can score the that's basketball. Right. That's, that's that's you know. Well, and and to have Caleb Mills here, even though he wasn't able to practice with the team, uh, to have him here and for go, all that time, to yeah, get acclimated to the culture. Well, the system matters. The system matters I greatly. I agree. And your minutes are dependent upon your knowledge of the system. So you get the crash course on that. That's critical. Well, and also you got to learn that. Bottom line is they think they have guys that can score, but they're not real sure about what they are defensively. So being here for a long period of time and learning this defense is is probably the most difficult task, is figuring out what to do on that end of the floor. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with.